You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we, where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30 minutes or less. And this week, we are just going to be covering Southern Charm because we did go over the Beverly Hills Part 3 reunion with Mixing with Moni. So please check out her podcast for our thoughts on that. So we're just going to focus our time on the Southern Charm episode. And we have a lot to talk about, don't you think, Abby? It was a good one. I mean, it just kind of, by uh, circumstance, worked out, well, this is the only thing we're covering. Uh, And I think the powers that be at Bravo knew that this was happening for us. And they gave us a great episode. Um, Most definitely. So the episode starts... Essentially, it's hangover from the night before from the weed, weed hangover. Do you even get hungover from smoking weed? So that's what I said to Kevin, because I admittedly have gotten high a couple of times in my life. I honestly wish I would have done it more looking back in college. Um, there's a, <laughs> I agree, actually. I, I just think anyone listening, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but there were a lot of things in college where I tried to be like mature and responsible and didn't do certain things that I look back and I think that was my window of time to do all of that. It was four years where you had a free pass to really do within reason, a lot of things that you can't do. Slutty Gale. I wish I would have been sluttier. If you talk to yeah. me, I always tell people that my biggest regret is that I wasn't <laughs> a bigger slut in college. Same, same. Me too. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> I know <laughs> you, when you listen, you dated most of college, you're now husband. So I know. Well, whatever. All but, you, all but like a semester, right? No, a uh, year. it was a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, that's right. Freshman year, mainly. Anyhow. Anyway, yeah. So back to it. Um, I don't think you get a hangover with weed because the few times that I did it, I would actually smoke after drinking because this guy who lived next door to me claimed it would make your hangover go away. And three out of three times that I did it after drinking, I did not have a hangover. I have heard that as well. And the only times that I've done it, I've mainly been crunk. So I don't you know. You were just screwed. Like you were going to be hanging. I was just, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I feel like maybe that's why they were a little hungover. But we find out that Austin and Madison wake up together. So have you ever cuddled? Well, I guess it's just going to be Kyle um, putting you on the spot here. I can answer. I've never just cuddled and woken up topless. No. That's really no. odd. And then her reasoning for it, Austin said, oh, wasn't we're living by your mom's advice or something to that. That it only takes three minutes. Yeah. Her mom said you should sleep in the nude. It only takes three minutes and everybody has three minutes. So basically you have three minutes obviously means sex. Like clearly they hooked up. Oh, I think they definitely hooked up. It definitely hooked up. I mean, yeah, 
their relationship I, I it's like as clear as mud to me I left the episode more confused and really unsure what either one of them wants out of the other person I thought I had an idea going into it and now I have no idea I agree. So they went to these, the hot springs. Is that what it was? Like a hot spring? Yeah. I've never gone to a hot spring. I've heard of them. I've never gone either. So they go and they hang out and then Madison and Austin get into this really, really deep discussion as to why their relationship isn't, hasn't worked, but they're having a really great time. And it ultimately what it comes down to is Madison wants commitment from Austin and Austin is not willing to give up his lifestyle and dating and hooking up with other people. I feel like. He, like, wants to have his cake and eat it, too. It was really bizarre because he was telling her how much he cares for her and he only wants to be with her and basically sounding like he wants an exclusive relationship. And then they cut to his interview and he's saying that, you know, Madison's a single mom. He's not ready to be a stepdad. He can barely take care of himself. He's not there yet. And this is what sparked my confusion and just continued the whole episode. If you love someone and you're telling someone you want to be with them and basically you want an exclusive relationship, to me, that means you're, you're moving up one more level from just casual dating. If you know they have a child and you're not ready to be a step parent or even think about the idea of that, why are you trying to progress this relationship further? I do not understand it. I feel like it's like he's wanting her to not date anyone and like waiting for him you know what I mean like it's like what it's like a double standard yes where it's like Madison don't date anybody I really really love you but I'm not ready for that yet so I'm gonna still have fun and then we can get together and do the whole marriage and kid and happy family and I'm really glad that Madison stood her ground and I agree with you I kind of looked at Austin I was very confused thought he was sounded very douchey I hope he realizes watching that now that what the fuck were you saying? <laughs> I feel like in some ways, maybe because he's such good friends with Chef, he's realizing Chef looks like such a douchebag that he's like upping his douche game too. So that, <laughs> you, you know, as a good friend, he doesn't want everyone to just not like Chef. So he's thinking, oh, you know, I think I'm going to be a little bit of a dick too to pull off some of the pressure from Chef. Um, I actually don't think Austin is that smart at all, but I like you. I love Madison's response. I didn't love everything Madison had to, had to say this episode, but no, I will say I love that she will go toe to toe with people and is unapologetic about it. And there are certain people in this cast that I think people have just let them get away with acting a certain or having a certain behavior. Shep is one of them. And Austin is becoming one of them. And the fact that she looked at him and said, it's not enough for you to want to be with me and care for me. I need more than that. I mean, I don't even have the balls to say that kind of stuff half the time. No, I thought it was, I thought she was great. And I think having a child probably puts things in perspective. Like I, I imagine like we're both in, we're both married in relationships, but I think if you're going to be with someone, you have your child in the back of your mind and you're not going to be willing to put up that bullshit. If anything, not just for you, but for also that your child. Exactly. So, I think that also is why she's a little bit of a bulldozer, which I do like, but it did get awkward. So we have this transitional time where everyone's getting ready to leave, which felt like years. I wish um, Bravo would have had the little clock. I also want to know they started when was to their the flight end. because they, so they're in Steamboat. I've been to Steamboat before and we have fact checkers. So I feel like they're going to, I'm going to be wrong <laughs> on this, but we, as a family, when I was younger, we flew into Denver and drove to Steamboat. There was horrible weather. So our drive was super long. 
but I do think it's about a two to three hour drive without traffic and snow. So when was their flight? Cause they said, it was I have no idea at night. If you're, and maybe they did a red eye. Maybe that's the best way to go from the West coast to the East coast. Anyone listening? Let, let us know what you think. I Yes, I slide into our DMs yeah. and do the math for us because it was kind of hard to keep track. Or but if you know, just let us it know. It did seem like it was just this lingering, everyone hanging out, nobody in a hurry to leave. That's why I wish they would have said, like, flight departure is yes. 9 p.m. Because I just had no idea why they were just so casually like, oh, should we go? Is everybody packed? What are we doing? And I know. They were super, super casual. Eliza was sleeping. And snoring. <laughs> And snoring, which brings me to this question, Abby. Who is more boring, Eliza or Barb from New York? Eliza, hands down. Hands down. Get her off the show. She is nothing. She's so boring. She's so boring. Barb at least tried. I will say, Barb, I think, wanted to be a housewife and just couldn't make it happen. I, Eliza, the only like point to Eliza, or the only way she's been of service to this season, is hosting the ski shooting event where Ashley showed up and it looks like in next week episode, next week's episode with Ashley and Catherine, that it's back on the, is it, what's it? Lime. What's her last name? Limelight. I don't know. It's back on their plantation. It looked like it was. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, It looked like they were back on their plantation again. Um, So basically all she's done is to host two events, but she's really boring. She's so boring. So then because there's dead time and no one seems to be in a hurry, Madison and Shep are sitting together. And Madison, I don't even remember like how their argument started, but well, he, he walked said, in. like you don't like me. He walked in and she said, "I want to talk to you." Oh, she. You. But like that's what I, well, I remember because I thought she is like gonna lay into him. She's ready to do it, and she had been waiting for him to walk to that do- through that door to say, "Shep, come here. I want to talk to you." And Shep, being the arrogant guy he is went into it just thinking he was somehow going to manipulate her or like backpedal and twist things to win the argument. I don't think he did. No. And what did he say? He's like, you can't argue with me. Like I can win with anybody. Yeah. Like all out. What was the thing that she said with her eyebrows and that Joker smile? I, I loved it. Cause it was very much a shit grin. She said, um, cause he, she goes, are you sure? Cause he goes, you don't know anything about me or something like that. She's like, are you sure? He's like, what do you think you know? And she just made that smile. And that's when she dropped the chlamydia bomb. Which The chlamydia bomb, which was so out of nowhere. It was. And didn't make any sense. The reason why I didn't like it. I don't care that she's calling Shep out for being dirty. I mean, he probably does have an STD. I don't. I'm not disputing that one bit. Allegedly. 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 But um, I felt bad because she said Chef gave it to Danny, which one, I never knew Chef and Danny hooked up. Everyone just acted as if that was accepted and known. And two, I, w- I just don't think it was right for her. After that girl's dinner, I felt like all the girls bonded and they were trying to like come together and saying how the guys are annoying and all this stuff. I just didn't think it was fair for her to bring Danny into it. Oh, I agree. I thought bringing Danny into it was really shitty and then her comment to Danny is like go smoke your menthols and yeah. it just seemed like really out of nowhere and Madison to me just seemed like someone who was hurting and angry and was just lashing out anyone in front of her for no particular reason but it was not a good look she also then threw Austin out of the bus because she said Austin told me which Austin then was asked by Chelsea did you say that and he's like no no and she's like you lie like I mean every he later admitted I shouldn't have said it which makes me wonder 
maybe the chlamydia thing isn't true, but clearly Shep and Danny hooked up. And I just think Danny is a million times better than him. I'm almost disappointed that she would even entertain the idea. Yeah. Well, and Catherine and Danny are now Eskimo sisters. Yeah. Oh. Well, Danny's <laughs> now best of sisters with probably 90% of Charleston if you slept oh with my Shep. Gosh. Yeah. But I just felt, I felt really, really bad for Danny. And Madison, I don't know if she'll be apologetic to Danny in other episodes or not, or in the future, offline, whatever. But she did not seem to regret anything that she said. She really stuck to it. So I guess if you're going to say something like that, on one hand, I'm like, well, at least you're sticking to your story and your narrative, but you do look like an ass. I did think it was interesting when she was crying to Austin and said those people can go to hell I think she had just had enough of feeling like she didn't belong feeling like she really wasn't welcomed or wanted on the trip even though Cameron did invite her um so I just said um we're trying not to say it more so whoever gave us the feedback we are taking that into consideration but yes thank you Sam was it again <laughs> No, I just thought it was interesting that you see her guard kind of come down for the first time after her being so strong and so assertive. And I think she just had had enough and decided she was just going to give it back to him. And the worst thing that she knew about him was chlamydia. And she wanted to put it out there knowing it was going to be filmed. I wondered if the tears were maybe she regretted it because it was as if she then sunk down to Shep's level. Yeah, I most definitely. I, that makes a lot of sense to me that she would have regret over that. It just, it was regardless of how shitty Madison looked, it was very good drama. And one of my other favorite moments of that fight was just watching Craig just hanging out and watching. <laughs> just sat like, there. Just sat there. He might as well had his phone up and like had an Instagram Snapchat story or story of the fight because he was very, very amused and just enjoyed watching it. It was great. And he was lounging. He put a pillow under his arm. He was just kind of laying there watching it all happen. I think if had he had popcorn, he would have been uh, the Lisa Rinna interview, just <laughs> watching it happen. But after this, so basically they get on their little bus and I'm assuming there was drama on the bus, but they do not air it. We don't see it. And they're back in Charleston and Austin, I'm sorry. Yeah. Austin's at his house and Shep calls him and comes over. I thought Shep was maybe going to say he was mad at Austin for saying that to Madison. It really more turned into Shep adding to his douchiness and saying that Madison belonged at a honky tonk bar telling her problems to someone named, I think he said Rhonda or Tanya. Maybe he said Tanya. Uh, I think it was Tanya. But basically implying that she's white trash, um, that everyone that goes to honky-tonk bars is white trash. I thought, first of all, it just showed how arrogant and rude he is. I thought it was really stupid of him to say those things. So for somebody who grew up as wealthy as he is, I feel like, like felt like he would have gone to a few etiquette classes and would have known not to repeat something like that on camera. He just has a sense of entitlement that makes me so angry in so many different ways. You don't have to like Madison, but you don't have to talk about her that way. I really do think there's something to it. Madison said that he had a crush on her and she rejected him or something like that because he does seem to like lash out on her more than any female cast member to recent memory. Memory, It's just kind of, it's just weird. It, it, it's very bizarre. Um, I can't wait for the reunion to see how Shep tries to defend himself because I think I don't know if his actions are defensible um, for one of the, some of the things he's done this season. Oh, I don't think so either. And they just, 
filmed. They look yeah. like the reunion has been filmed. Which I'm annoyed because I never saw Andy tweet me your questions. I wanted to tweet in about Cam and the ads. I'm sure somebody will, and I hope they ask it. You're right, actually. I don't know that I saw that either. Usually we see that. We'll have to go through our messages, but they did film the reunion. Madison did not have a seat on the couch, which I feel like she deserves it way more than Eliza. So we'll repost the seating chart for you all to see if you haven't seen it already, just as a refresher. But the reunion is coming. Yeah, I can't wait. And it sounds like, from what I've heard from our uh, followers, is that after the reunion, Austin, Craig, and Shep went to Sag Harbor. Because (laughs) if you're following our Instagram stories this weekend, I went on this black hole of Instagram <laughs> and trying to figure out why there's so many Bravo celebrities in Sag Harbor when it turns out people are just rich and they hang out in the Hamptons. Andy in the was summertime. there too. Andy was in Sag yeah, Harbor. Everyone was fucking there. It was Anastasia from Below Deck, Shep, uh, Shep, Craig, Craig Austin, Austin, Teresa, Ramona, yeah. Teresa, the Summer House Boys. I don't know. It was, yeah. So it was interesting, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the that really just comes down to these people are rich. And apparently if you're rich, you go to Sag Harbor. We are not rich. So we did not know this. Um, we did not know this. But... I spent like a good hour, 45 minutes. Well, more than an hour. <laughs> I spent a lot of time just like looking into this to find out they're just rich. I really thought you There's were on no reason. I got so excited. I'm like, yes. Me too. Gonna... I thought something with Bravo yeah. was finally happening. And there's really nothing. I thought we were cracking a story and we, we really did it. But. These are just the things that show how devoted we are. One day we are going to crack the story. So we are going to crack. Keep the following story. along and you can watch it break. Um, but so we really focus, like we said this week, we're really just going to talk about Southern Charm, but we did get an interesting message about below deck and I am not caught up, but Vanessa, I know you are. Yeah. So I caught up on below deck. I think June is the ultimate dips, but it seemed like at the end of this week's episode that there's going to be a new person coming in. And a lot of you think it might be chef Ben, which I would be thrilled. So that goes to show that Anastasia might be getting demoted. Maybe she quits. I don't know what's going to happen, but it was, it was a pretty good episode. And with Johnny Damon being on the boat, I actually was a big Johnny Damon fan when he was a Kansas city Royal at the beginning of his career, but watching him on that boat, he is fucking douchey and I then remember all the times he bleached his hair and has long hair and all that but it was entertaining to watch yeah <laughs> yeah I don't think I could ever get over him just being uh after being a Red Sox oh sure um and he I- was like I loved him when he was it was like the beginning we, they used to call the Kansas City Royals uh the biggest like farming team in the major leagues because all they they helped groom these amazing baseball players who went on to do bigger and better things um, and Johnny Damon has had a very successful career. Yes. That's um, the end of our sports yeah. talk. <laughs> that's about, between that and the blues, that's about all we're going to give you guys. So don't worry. We're not uh, trying to parlay this <laughs> into a, uh, a sports podcast. Um, so with that, make sure that you continue to listen to us and we'll give you all the Bravo drama. Um, but this is the time of our podcast where we do our shout out and, you may have been watching our stories. We recently got a lot of awesome products from Living Proof. Uh, I got the volume, like the volumizing line with the different like styling treatments. Um, and then we both got the dry shampoo. And I will say I loved it. If you know much about me, I usually try to find a hack or a way to make something less expensive. And I think this is 100% worth the money. 
we got it free in the beginning. Um, so, you know, full disclosure that was, that was given to us, but I plan to continue to buy this with my own money because of how much I've liked the product and seen really good results with my hair. Um, Vanessa, what, I mean, you've loved it too. No, I've loved it as well. So I've only used the dry shampoo before for living proof. I use their diffuser line, which I am a product junkie. And I, I'm like you looking for a hack. I end up buying too many hair products and trying to find something that works with my hair because it is a lighter weight, but does get that frizz and is naturally curly. So I really like their product. I was a huge fan of their anti defrizzer spray that you can use in between shampoos. And I did like their shampoo and conditioner too. So I, I was thrilled as well. I was very impressed and will likely continue to use their product amongst other things because I am a product whore and cannot <laughs> stay too loyal to one brand for too long, but I really did like it. Uh, agreed. So thank you so much, Living Proof. Um, and anybody else out there listening, we are excited to work with other brands. So send us a message um, and maybe we can see if it would be a good fit. But thank you to all of you for listening. Uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback recently on things that we've been saying in our podcast. We love, even if it's constructive criticism, letting us know there's things we do that are cringeworthy or um, when we're wrong, I was wrong saying that Mount Pleasant was an hour away and it was 15 minutes away. We love that. So keep giving it to us. It means you're listening. It means that you are um, actually paying attention to what we're saying as well, which <laughs> makes us feel really good. It's like scary. I know. It's now really I like, think I need to like research stuff even more. But um, if you aren't already subscribed to us, please do so. You can listen to us any way you listen to a podcast. Apple, Stitcher. What is it? Uh, Spotify. Spotify. I always want to say Pandora, but there's Pandora and Spotify are now one. Um, but so make sure you um, subscribe to us, leave us a review. Also, if you're not already following us on Instagram, I highly recommend you do because that's where you're going to get the groundbreaking investigative journalism skills um, <laughs> that we got from the University of Missouri and have not really, I have not used much since graduating. Nope. Um, nope. <laughs> sorry, Mizzou. We're using it for Bravo, though. Um, and like we said, we didn't crack the case. It's big, a big BravoCon case that we thought we had with uh, Sag Harbor, but we just might. So follow along, and we will catch you next week. Hi, I'm Allie Raisman. I've been living with migraine for a while. As an athlete and gymnast, I was taught to just power through the pain. Now I use Ubrelvi or Ubrojapan to treat my migraine attacks. As soon as I feel a migraine attack, I take Ubrelvi, which provides me with quick relief. Once I get relief, I go on with my day. I'm partnering with Ubrelvi to share my migraine story. Ubrelvi quickly stops migraine in its tracks within two hours without worrying where you are. Most people had quick pain relief within two hours. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for prevention. It's available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Most common side effects are nausea and tiredness. My hope is that by sharing my migraine story and the relief I get from Ubrelvi, it can help someone else. Ask your doctor about Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn more at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by AbbVie.